Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, basketball now, and it's been uh, a while since we've touched base with our basketball enthusiast, George Berry, and a lot has happened in the NBA since we last talked. So uh, welcome back on to the show, George. And finally, I think the last time we talked about Ben Simmons, he was sulking uh, somewhere around about the court um, at the Philadelphia 76ers. He doesn't have to bother anymore. They got rid of him. Yeah, more than it, Smithy. Um, joy for all NBA fans, really. And I think this trade that happened was actually a bit of a win-win for everyone involved, and especially the fans, because fans love seeing blockbuster trades like this. And it involved... Two really high-profile stars, James Harden getting traded from the Brooklyn Nets to Philadelphia and Ben Simmons going to Brooklyn Nets to play with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to form another big three. Um, I think it's a win-win for everyone involved. And, yeah, finally all the, the sulking's done, the, the consistent, you know, articles about who's unhappy and why is it's done and we can kind of just hopefully look forward to seeing some really high-level basketball from both teams. Well, so Simmons is going to go to uh, the Nets. Now, the Nets, of course, are managed by our very own Sean Marks, who we gave, at the time, a lot of credit for putting together this almost super team involving Harden, Durant, Kyrie Irving, but it has just not gelled for them. Nah, yeah, this is the, the kind of downfall you can get with forming, you know, big threes and big stars with big egos and people who want certain things. Um, it sounds like... James Harden wasn't the best teammate in Brooklyn. You know, reports have kind of come out that um, in between games he'd take his own plane to, to Vegas or back home to Houston and, and go to parties and then come back and train kind of when he wanted to or come back to bands when he wanted to. And it seemed like his, his head wasn't really there in, in his press conference, in his introductory press conference to Philadelphia. The first thing he said was, you know, he had to set the record straight. The, the place he wanted to go before Brooklyn was Philadelphia. So he kind of you know, and his first words kind of shot down the fact that Brooklyn was not really where he wanted to be initially. So, um, yeah, both both players, Ben Simmons and James Harden, definitely made their cases known in their introductory press conferences. And, um, you know, March 10th is, is a date that um, all fans should be circling on the calendars when both teams play each other for the first time since the trade. And Ben Simmons has said that he, he should be ready to go and play. He's had a, a few mental uh, health issues and... Physically, he hasn't actually played in nine months. So um, I think March 10th will be yeah, a day where ratings will definitely boom in the NBA. Well, that's, uh, so that's Harden alongside Embiid, and Embiid absolutely hated Simmons so, and couldn't uh, wait to see the back of him. So that'll be an interesting uh, combination there. But Simmons will probably be a provider, wouldn't he, more for Durant and Irving? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's, as um, most people know, he's not the the most prolific shooter of the basketball. He's, he's an incredible defender and an incredible distributor. He, he said in his press conference yesterday, um, that's kind of where he wants to be. He, wanted, he wants to be in that distributor role, setting up you know a lot of high-profile shooters that are also on the team. Um, the trade that you know took Simmons to the Nets also included Seth Curry, who's brother of Seth. Um, he's actually mm. um, an incredible player and is playing amazingly. In his first game for Brooklyn, he, I think he scored about 27 points and seven assists and five rebounds or something. Um, so he definitely is, is making his case known there already. They also got a big man in Andre Drummond, who's a bit of a journeyman in the league, but he's a big man. And when you come up against the likes of Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Bucks and, and Embiid, when they do match up against them, it's just handy to have a big body that can kind of just be in the paint and absorb a lot of those minutes. So I think, that, uh, to be honest, I think the Nets won this trade. Uh, Philadelphia does get Harden and 
He's back with Daryl Morey, the GM of the Sixers, who was the GM of the Houston Rockets, and they have a very close relationship. So um, who knows? Time will tell. But on paper, I think the Nets have definitely won the straight. Well, speaking of imposing bodies, Stephen Adams certainly has that. Uh, renowned to be the toughest man in the league, and uh, it's not just uh, there where he is excelling. Four double-doubles in a row, uh, and the Grizzlies are on a six-game winning streak. Yeah, I remember when we, we first talked with him, it was... It was dire straights. It wasn't looking good at all. I think they had the worst defense in the league. And now they're two and a half games away from being second in the West behind the Golden State Warriors, who are kind of sloppy at the moment due to a few key injuries from, from some players. And I don't think anyone really saw this coming. It's a real Cinderella story in the Western Conference and in the NBA as a whole. And that comes down to you know their star, John Morant, who's starting in the NBA All-Star game in his first uh, NBA All-Star game. And yeah, Stephen has just really found a home. He's he's found a home being, you know, a prolific offensive rebounder. He's got you know the highest offensive rebounding efficiency rate in the league right now. He leads the league in, in that stat. And while his points are down, his rebounds are up. He's nearly uh, from last season. He's averaging nearly ten a game. And like you said, four of his last five games have been double doubles. And I saw a stat that when when he does score a double double, the, the team is at the moment I think nine and one in the last ten games. So. Just having his presence in the interior and just a big body absorbing a lot of those rebounds is clearly a, a big winning recipe for, for the Grizzlies. Phoenix are uh, really polished this year. What's been the secret to, to Phoenix consistency? Continuity. They pretty much kept their same team from last season and even in the trade deadline that just went past, they brought back another player, Tory Craig, who actually played a lot in the NBL um, in seasons past. They brought him back. They traded him off season and they brought him right back. Um, just continuity, Smithy. They've, they've hardly you know changed personnel and they've got you know all star guards and Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Chris Paul, you know, his nickname is the point guard and he, he has it for a reason. He's just an incredible player. Sets up his teammates and he's and in seasons past he's just made all his teammates that he's around so much better. And I think they are now, in my eyes, the front runner to to come out of the West and potentially win the whole thing just because. They've got such a good coach in Monty Williams. They've kept all their players. They know the systems they're running, and they just play such a nice brand of basketball. It's really, really good to watch. So I think that's winning success, really. It's so hard to keep all your players in, in the league when money gets thrown around to players and contracts are up. But they've just, you know, right place at the right time. They should make a really good run for the season. If we go across to uh, the East, uh, who do you see coming out on top there? The, the Bulls, the Heat... Uh, the Bucks, the Cavaliers, and uh, of course Harden, is in, Harden and his introduction to the 76ers, perhaps. Yeah, the East usually has been kind of known as the, the lesser competitive conference in years past. The West has always been known as kind of the stat conference, but I'm actually really more looking forward to watching the East and how this shapes up, because now this big trade has happened between Simmons and Harden, and you know, Harden's with Embiid, and Embiid's likely to win MVP, um, just because he's playing just mammoth, mammoth games and putting up some incredible stat lines. It's actually quite hard to tell who's going to come out of these. I don't think it'll be Cleveland. They are a Cinderella story like the Grizzlies. I just don't think they have enough playoff experience and they're quite a young team. The, the Bulls are on a bit of a skid at the moment with a lot of injuries. Um, their all-star Zach Levine is probably not going to play in the all-star game. He's getting a, an opinion on his knee, which could see him out for a long time. They've just been unlucky with injuries. I think it's probably between the Bucks and the Nets, to be honest, with the I'd love to see the Sixers get in there just because I, I love the way Joel Embiid plays and I love seeing 
you know, the revival of the big man, you know, back from, you know, the, the days of Shaq and, and, and whatnot. It's, it's very much making a comeback with a lot of big men in the league, the likes of Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, also another front-runner for MVP from the Denver Nuggets. So I'd love to see the Sixers and the Suns in a final. That's kind of my, my favourite matchup. But, you know, they see anyone's right now. It's, it's very wide open. We're coming up to the halfway point um, in the competition, which is usually signified by an all-star weekend. Uh, uh, do you take much interest in All-Star Weekend? Uh, I imagine it's it's the kind of thing, where, because it generally involves the star players, where coaches get quite nervous about uh, injuries and things like that. For sure, and a lot of players are being a lot more cautious these days with not playing, even if they've just got a wee niggle. Uh, James Harden's not playing. He's got, well, he said he's got a hamstring injury, but um, you know, people have <laughs> led to believe that that was just a way of him not playing for the Nets before he got traded, but he's not playing. Uh, like I said before, Zach Levine's not playing. A lot of injuries have um, have come up around this time. So I think it is. I think to answer your question, I think it is definitely something to get excited for. Though still, um, people love seeing the top players in the league, you know, kind of coming together and playing. You know, obviously we have um, this is a kind of an area where superstars come and play together and, and look to win championships. But King LeBron is, is pretty much five MVP and Hall of Fame candidates in their starting five, and you probably won't see them ever playing for the same team. So. Trying to see these you know, mega super teams coming together to play uh, just a, a game that's got a lot more competitive with rule changes recently. Um, I think it's still very exciting. The dunk contest I still quite I still find quite exciting. You know, it's it's full with the young players, but uh, a lot of spring in their set and um, a lot of creativity. So yeah, I think it's still something to get excited for. Yeah, for sure. Okay, George, we'll we'll keep an eye on that, and we also thank you for keeping such a, a close eye. Uh, on the NBA. We'll talk to you again after uh, All-Star Weekend uh, as the uh, the favourites tend to uh, sort of whittle themselves out. Thanks very much, mate. Um, enjoy it. Thank you. Thanks for the... Well, cheers.